Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello and welcome as always. Thank you for joining us. Uh, delighted to be talking to you, hopefully live, if not on the archive, at some point that you're listening to the show. And many ways you can listen to us, tell your friends. You can find us on WSRadio.com. Just hit the Listen Live button when we're on Saturdays at this time. Or you can get us on many of the streaming services like iHeartRadio, iTunes, and a multitude of others. And if you're so inclined, you can listen to us on Twitter Live. And, Marsha, how is that done? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so moving well, on to our first story. If, if you're on Twitter, please join us every Saturday uh, noon Pacific time, and producer Kurt runs the stream on Twitter, which I can Thank see you, is Kurt. up right now. And we have three viewers so far, which is nice considering we've been on for 60 seconds. Jim <laughs> Katzman has tweeted to us this hey, morning. Jim. We love hearing Good from morning. everybody. During the show, you can follow the tweets of the show at hashtag tech radio. And during uh, the week, same thing. And Valencia is there. Good to see you, Valencia. Hi, Valencia. Thanks Good for listening. Morning. And, uh, yeah, and if you can't catch us live on Twitter, you get the nice cleaned-up version. <laughs> if you go uh, to the all your right. iHeartRadio, iTunes, and, but you get the raw, unedited version on Twitter. There you go. Yeah, because we say lots of cool stuff on the live show that we don't, you know, Mark, you don't Mark, hear in the archives. Mark, if you're cool, you don't say cool. <laughs> oh, you don't say no cool? No more. Oh, you can't say cool anymore? Oh, no. yeah, and apparently you can't use a laughing emoji anymore either. That's right. Yeah, so uh, I'm still using my laughing emoji, and I'm sorry. Uh, th and that, that was, I think that was aimed at young kids who were using it. Oh, it, apparently they're not cool because they said it's not cool to use the laughing that's emoji. True. Well, yeah. Well, whatever. Oh, well. Okay, you know, so Texas, lots of horrible stuff going on in Texas right now, weather wise. I love um, it because you always say lots of stuff, but there is lots of things going on in Texas. Um, huh? Kurt's family lives in Texas. So we've been getting the daily information, and it has been really bad. I mean, I have seen some yeah, photos. Um, maybe one week we'll talk about the technology behind plumbing and what makes pipes burst. But the bottom line is Texas wasn't winterized. Uh, yes, the wind turbines froze. But then again, I'd seen wind turbines working above the Arctic Circle. Right. But what they failed to do in Texas is install the winterize option. I don't know what the winterize option costs, but what that does is it warms it so it can work. Also, mm -hmm. the same thing with oil and gas flowing through the lines has frozen up. Um, as I said, same thing in the Arctic. They heat it. There's something going on so it keeps flowing cleanly. The people are just going through such such insanity. Can you imagine being in your home and all of a sudden all the pipes break and they a lot of them oh, have two story homes and their ceiling collapses and the water keeps running and they don't know where the Yeah, I think the best solution is know where to shut off your plumbing. I think that's right. number one. Um because yeah, sure. we had to you know, and fill up your bathtub before you do same. Uh, boil your water, but that just, it's been terrible. And, you know, here in California, I'm looking out my window and we're having 50 to 60 mile per hour wind gusts. 
Uh, is that happening where you live? We got a little bit. Yeah, not quite that much. But we, it's been windy this morning, but not that way. I, I mean, I noticed that they had four, 4.3 million customers in Texas were cut off uh, as of 1030 yesterday morning. So it's been pretty brutal there. You That's know, a lot of that, people. And consider yeah. there's farmers and this is calving season. You know, can you imagine your poor cow delivering babies in that weather with the snow and the, oh, it's terrible. And it's something we can, you know, all research on the Internet. I honestly don't think there's a single person. I mean, not that there isn't anybody to blame, but not a single person or one single political party. I think it was a joint effort of neglect and problems. Yeah. You know, it's just just terrible, just terrible. Yeah, it was but really awful. But do you know, people in the rest of the country who, in the winter, heat their places up to 69, 70 degrees. In California, we keep ours down at 67 because we like a fake change of season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had seven inches of snow in Dallas. Yeah. Seven inches. That's crazy. Apparently, it's the first time... Uh, since uh, in Dallas had more than one inch, so it's a little you know wouldn't think of uh, seven inches of snow in Dallas. So the weather gods are not happy. Well, right the now. interesting thing is Texas has its own power grid. It does not like California. California goes up to Colorado. It blends with other states to share yes, if we need right. electricity. Yeah. But Texas is so huge. I mean, it it is the. It's a huge state, and they felt they could handle their own. Well, I guess they can't, electric needs. So 60% of the homes in Texas require electricity for heating. I'm not going to get into the argument of natural gas or anything, but for God's sake, natural gas comes from there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why why they're not using it. Um, The nuclear unit in southern Texas was also offline, supposedly. Yeah, that's so interesting. So many, and the wind turbines, of course, were shut down. Everything just froze. I guess because they just didn't winterize. I don't know. Yeah. But it's terrible. Okay, so from Texas, we move to Mars. Uh, The NASA Perseverance rover is up there releasing new photos. You know, I, I looked at the photos and I went, huh, cool. Okay, now what? Well, you're not I mean, a real space nerd, so let let I'm me jump not, in so here. I'm not, so yeah, feel free to, to tell me what I Because I did, I did a real thing for KFI on the NASA landing, and when the Perseverance landed, I was just beside myself. It was so fabulous. Did you know that there have been 49 attempts, uh, or 45, 49 Mars missions from the the planet Earth? I do 23 know. from the USA, 17 from the USSR, 3 from Russia, which I think kind of counts kind of like USSR, but whatever. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, that's and other countries have done the same. Um, and they started as early as the 60s, which you may not realize. We've been jumping on this Mars thing for an awfully long time. And obviously, you know, I'm not totally sold on Mars. I think it's cool. But currently, NASA has four rovers on the surface of Mars. Did you know oh. that? There's four. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was aware of that. I just, I'm just not, I'm seeing what, you know, I'm seeing brown dirt. There's got to be more to it than that. 
Well, each was specifically placed to study different characteristics of the planet. Um, interestingly, aside from Perseverance, the only active rover is Curiosity, which was sent up in 2012. They expected it to last for like 90 days, and it's still working in 2012, yeah, cool. which is amazing. I mean, that that's a real... Real, real tribute to the work that they did, and they keep it running. And it's in a different planet, uh, a different part of the planet. Right. So it's looking at a different uh, area. If you want deep, deep information on this, you can go to mars.nasa.gov, and you can follow the mission. You can follow the Curiosity mission, see a little map where it is. Um, interesting. Uh, Curiosity has been on Mars for 3,037 souls. Souls are Martian days. Martian days are 40 minutes longer than Earth days, which doesn't sound like much, but that kind of catches up on you after a I while. Just, yeah, well, 40 minutes Yeah, the 40 okay. minutes keeps going and going and going. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting, and the the landing of Perseverance... You know, I picked up some quotes because I, I watched it live, and they said the it, it feels the atmosphere prior to deacceleration. So literally, the technology built in just feels what's going on and gets ready for touchdown, and it hits the heat. You know, the big heat burn, mm -hmm. and then it. It dropped its little little uh, rover down onto Mars, and it's pretty amazing. There are a couple of accounts on Twitter I'd like to recommend. Uh, NASA Persevere. They didn't fill out the A-N-C-E because people mess up the A-N-C-E and the E-N-C-E. So it's at NASA Persevere. Mars Curiosity still has its own account, which was adorable during the uh, landing, you know, welcoming his new buddy to Mars. And a personal favorite, which is not an official Mars uh, NASA account, called Sarcastic Rover. And Sarcastic Rover, obviously, NASA feels it's okay. But it, it just says snarky little funny things about, hey, who's these new guys on the planet? It's really kind of cute. So those three accounts will should give you all the information you want on Mars. And it's really exciting. Uh, I couldn't yeah. be more thrilled. Again, I, I don't get the whole Mars thing. I'm looking forward to once the pandemic is over and I can get back to Kennedy Space Center and JPL. Because I, since 2011, I've been on the Mar uh, NASA social team, and I can't wait to find out more. I can't wait to see more. Well, apparently they're looking for past signs of uh, microbial life. So mm -hmm. if there was any life on the planet, they're looking for that. And uh, Curiosity was a geology one. Yeah, uh, biosignatures. Uh, right now, I don't know how many holes Curiosity has dug. But it's a considerable amount, and uh, it's crazy. Uh, and it analyzes what's in the what they've dug up. Now I'm not really clear on what's going to happen with Perseverance because I'm just so darn glad it landed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's cool. 
No question but about But anyway, right, well, let's cool. watch this. And it was nice not to be talking 100% about COVID, which we'll get back to next week, I'm sure. I'm sure. But you found something interesting, and this affects me, so you go. <laughs> yeah, you usually go to this, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, the uh, uh, the Mobile World Congress 2021, which uh, was did not take place last year, I assume, correct? Did they have that? They didn't have it correct. last year. Correct. No, right? I didn't. Yeah. It, Right. Okay. I didn't so, go, so it didn't it didn't happen. So it didn't happen. Yeah. If you right. weren't there, it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, so apparently, they are going ahead at the moment with Mobile World Congress, which talks about all the uh, you know the different um, audio devices that are going to be coming out in the next year or so, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. They anticipate twenty thousand people at the their Shanghai show. Now the Shanghai from- show is in a couple weeks. Uh, right. Um, uh, yeah, apparently and it's I from- will be covering the Shanghai show live on Twitter and writing a couple of things about it. Unfortunately, I, I, you could really fly me over that. Just, uh, but no, COVID, the whole thing. It is a virtual Mobile World Congress, going to be from Shanghai. Uh, and traditionally, Barcelona is in late February or early March. But it's going to be in uh, June, I believe. This year, uh, yeah, is, yeah. The the plan is to have it in June, uh, from June twenty eighth to July first, and uh, the show is going to be down. They had sixty thousand people in nineteen, uh, and now they're talking about twenty thousand. But still, it's a lot of people. Twenty thousand people are a lot of people to have there. It's a so great show. It, it's one of the yeah. best shows. Yeah. Good to see that we're getting to some semblance back in life again. And uh, hopefully we'll see. Maybe that means I can be at a liquor game this summer. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, that's coming up. So, uh, yay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, rant, I th- you know, we have these stories all the time, unfortunately. And they're hacking and attacking and ransomware, uh, ransomware attacks. Uh, apparently there was a ransomware attack on the California DMV site, which exposed data, customer data, at the DMV. So, you know, whatever data have you, it has your, I'm pretty sure it has your social security number. Uh, well, according dr- to the article, this breach did not get the social security information. Okay. So, well, that's good that they didn't get according that. They, the, but they, yeah. It, yeah. it said it's bad, but it has vehicle registration, license plate numbers, names, addresses, and that's about it. It does yeah. not have immigration status, driver's license information, social security numbers, birth dates, voter registration, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So uh, apparently they stopped all data transfer to uh, the AFTS and notified law enforcement uh, company, uh, uh, law enforcement like the FBI and such. So, uh, but still, it's frightening that there are so many of these things that get hacked into. This one apparently wasn't quite as bad as some of the other ones that have happened. But you know, now they're going to DMV. Well, I it's have important story. to say what the AFTS is. That's the automated automatic funds transfer service, where right. when you pay for all this stuff online. That's where you put in your credit card or your bank account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, exactly. I, I believe that could be, I don't know if which one it is because they have different portals for credit card or bank accounts. So I don't know. But again, another breach, another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sad. And it's going to keep going, and I don't think there's anything we can do about it. And uh, so you protect yourself as best as you can. So the next possible. story I found totally for you. I was so excited. Your dream, your dream is here and now. The world's yep. first flying car 
is cleared cool. for takeoff by the FAA. I like it. Yep, I like it. So what do you think about this? Well, um, I'm not sure I'm going to be one of the first one to try it. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been waiting, you know, to see these. I mean, you know, the, what was it? The Jetsons were back in the 60s. I think it's probably the 60s, the cartoon show, The Jetsons, which was the first place we all kind of saw flying cars, although there have been many space movies back into the 40s and the 50s where, you know, the uh, it was so bad. The images were so bad they were toys, but they still did that. Uh, it looks like a well, miniature plane to me. You know, okay, it, well, let's give some facts on it instead of <laughs> talking about The Jetsons. <laughs> That's because sure, people want to know. Sure, Marcia, you go again. You, you've been done. Well, I gave you the chance, man. <laughs> well, I tried, but you keep interrupting me, but that's okay. Go so ahead. So it's got a 27-foot wingspan with wings that fold up to fit in a one-car garage, which is kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Um, it received special light sport aircraft worthiness certificate from the FAA. Um altitudes of 10,000 feet, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's that's high enough up in the air where you're not going to smack into anything, hopefully. It'll run on gas, regular gasoline or airplane fuel, and pilots can now purchase flight-only models. In other words, ones that don't drive. So you can right. practice, I guess, your flying. The full air-road hybrid model of the two, it's a two-seater, is planned for 2022, Mark, so you I'm wait. You're gonna have to yeah, get one of these, off. and you know you're yeah. both. You're gonna need both a driver's license and a sport pilot's certificate. So well, I, I think you better. So. You better start. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it goes from flying. It goes from flying to driving in less than a minute, which is pretty cool. So you take off in small airports uh, or from the highway. You can actually, I mean, can you imagine driving down in front of this thing on the highway and all of a sudden it hits a button and it's up in the air? Uh, that would actually be pretty cool to see. I'd like to see that. So I'm still not convinced I would go in it. And 10,000 feet, as you say, is pretty high up Mark, there. you just bought, you bio just about anything. You've been talking and talking about a flying car for decades. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like this. This is I mean, it. I like it. Put up. I, Put up, man. I just want to be up about 100 <laughs> feet over the freeway. I just want to be able to get on the freeway, and when the traffic starts up, just push a button, and in one minute, I'm flying up. I don't need to go 10,000 feet up. So have you ever at least taken a helicopter from Van Nuys no. to LAX? Not ever going to do that. No. Nope. And you don't think this is safer than a helicopter? Wait, I didn't. I never said this was safer than a helicopter. I just said it was cool. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Uh, has a maximum flight speed of 100 miles per hour, range of about 400 miles. That'll get you pretty much where you want to go. Uh, but no, I, I don't know at all if this is safe. And uh, like I say, not going to be the first one to try it. Well, the pictures but are very cool. Uh, I tweeted are, yeah. pictures of it this morning. Um, it's a Chinese-owned company called Terra. Fuiga, and they have been working on this since 2015, this particular model. This is serious. Um, they built it, presented it to the FAA. It, I think it's just so cool. It's powered by a 100-horsepower Rotax 912 IS sport fuel-injected engine. Uh, it's called the trans transition, and it has a max speed of 100 miles per hour and a range of 400 miles, yeah, which is that. not bad. Yeah. You can kind of kind of make it to Barstow, fill up, and then get to Las Vegas, right? Now, the one thing we haven't mentioned it is that the price in 2018 was 400,000 dollars. So it's not 36 grand. 
to get this car. But, you know, for a flying plane, I don't know. Planes are expensive, and uh, I don't think I'm prepared to spend $400,000 you can't. What, are you going to die with your money? Spend yeah, it. Have fun. That's the plan. That's the plan. Have fun. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm planning on spending mine. So there you go. That's, that's well. I mean, if if you had an extra four hundred grand laying around, would you buy it? If I did, if I did, and I had your passion for it, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. It's not my job to leave my daughter a rich woman. I already told her that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they Does she can know make that? Their, yeah, she she's car. making her she own does. money. She's doing just yeah, okay, fine. Good. So well, yeah, I think this is very cool, and we finally have it. And I tweeted it this morning. There's videos. There's pictures in the article. Hey, bravo! Flying car is going to happen. We're going to continue coverage of flying car because yep. you gotta. <laughs> it's yeah, just it's too cool. cool. Uh, all right, so you found there's a, a new hydrogen battery for the home. What is that? Yeah, Mark, this I thought was very cool. Now, you have a battery power at your house, right, for your solar? Uh, we have two. We have solar we're solar, and we also have a generator. Right, so you, you've got that all covered. But right. the problem with the lithium batteries, of course, are not terribly renewable or recyclable. Um, you know, they have, there's a lot to say earthwise for the existing batteries. But now they've, there's a startup that's developed the world's first renewable hydrogen-powered energy storage system. And at full charge, it can furnish a house with electricity for about three days. What's really cool is the hydrogen is in solid form. <laughs> which is crazy. So when it's hooked up to the water main and any commercially available rooftop solar array, the solar energy is used to power an electrolyzer to convert the water into hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, the former goes into a patented hydride storage material and the oxygen just goes back in the air. The fuel cell converts stored hydrogen back into electricity when the battery is switched on and the fact that the hydrogen is stored in a solid state rather than liquid or gas, it removes the considerable fire hazard of the material. Right. Now the whole thing, I don't know what you paid, but it's the size of a home refrigerator and costs around twenty nine five. That's 29, way 000. more expensive than a, uh, a regular gas generator. Way more. No, no. This is a battery. It's not a generator. No, I understand. But, I mean, the function being that it will run your house for three days. So yeah. if you're going to spend $30,000 for a hydrogen battery... Well, I'm kind, I'm, not... I'm kind of thinking that the price will come down considering it's just being announced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, the yeah. home generators will run you probably, let's say, $12,000, depending upon the size of your home. So this is almost three times the cost. You know, if you have nothing the... to do this week... I think you should call the company that installed your home generator and say to them, what would happen to my generator if the same thing that happened in Texas happened here? I would love to know the answer. Well, I the think answer that would be is, good for the show. I mean, Do it was really interesting. Know? The answer is, I mean, it, it's nat it runs by natural gas. So if your, um, if your gas lines, and I don't know enough about gas lines to tell if gas lines can freeze well, I know, up. But th they know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I assume yeah, they would know If the it needs to that. that winterized thing that Texas didn't have to keep everything working. See, right. that's the thing. In these warm weather areas, we don't winterize. 
Uh, and everybody I've spoken to elsewhere in the country is kind of shocked at that whole thing. You know, yeah. you don't winterize. No, we don't even change tires for the winter. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I did it's discover just... that my generator, however, does actually use motor oil, which I didn't even know until we were out for a day and a half. And I called the company and said, is there something I need to do? And they said, well, you're, you know, after a certain number of hours, you got to refill it with oil. Uh, oh, okay. So now I watch that carefully. Uh, and the generators will run, they say, for about four days. As long as, you know, until, and they would run forever for more for the oil. But after about four days, you have to replace it with oil. So well, uh, it'll be interesting to see where these go. Yeah, basically, this particular one was developed in Australia uh, to cover people for cloudy days. You know, because if you want to switch to your solar panels, you know, for everything, which it right. seems you can in Australia, you can't here in California. You can't totally go off the grid here. But you can there. So, and looking at the picture, I mean, the little batteries that are put into the giant thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I right. know my words are very descriptive. The giant thing, yes, very the descriptive. The giant thing and the little batteries. But I mean, what? Yeah. It looks like it's about 18 inches by 10 inches, yeah. each of the uh, solid batteries. It's very cool. So if yeah. they can do that in a new technology right now, size of a home refrigerator, and it's 29.5, I'll bet you. Uh, the hydrogen battery can store three times more power than comparable home lithium battery systems. So, Which you know. supposedly we were concerned about lithium batteries blowing up. Uh, they say that in the hydrogen batteries that wouldn't happen. That not in, not with this particular one because right. it's solid hydrogen versus right. liquid or gas. So that's yeah, exactly. very cool. And I'm yeah. telling you folks, how many years have I been – and did I buy hydrogen stock? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Don't even ask. But you bought Tesla at like a dollar a share, right? No, I never bought Tesla. No, you didn't either. do that either. No. No. How about Apple? Did you do that one? No. Uh, no. Yeah, actually, it is in one of my mutual funds. Oh, I keep there you track go. Okay. What's in my mutual funds, and I know. But boy, am I long on Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> there that you go. That was yeah. the buy of the century. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, so, well, I don't. Yeah. You want to talk about this Google Maps thing because it's pretty. Yeah, we're pretty almost simple, out of time. We're going to go to break cool. in just a second. But uh, well, there oh, you go. Let's let's carry yeah. that over because you're going to yeah, be able we'll to pay for that. parking through Google Maps. Yeah, we'll so, do that. Our buy of the week coming up. Uh, lots of good stuff ahead. Don't go away. Okay, so join us for segment two live on Twitter and also in the archives on your podcast channel. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, Kurt Boothman, and Wade Taylor on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in internet talk. Come on back. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. 
I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The WorldLink program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash WSRadio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash WSRadio. I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation, all businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Can you imagine a world without children? A world without their smiles or their laughter. A world where children don't play or sing or dream or imagine. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we can't imagine a world without children. That's why we're working every day to find cures for diseases that strike down children everywhere. Diseases like cancer, pediatric AIDS, and sickle cell. And we won't stop until every child is cured and every disease is defeated. Because we can't imagine a world without children. Can you? Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn how you can help, log on to our website, stjude.org. 